Good morning, and thank you for joining me. I'm Michelle Silva. Lake season is finally here. But isn't lake season almost all year long here in Tennessee? It is. We have a lot of water in East Tennessee, and there are people that enjoy it all year long. But yes, generally speaking, the weather's getting nice, and this is when most people go to the lake. Matt Cameron is spokesperson for Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, also known as TWRA. Trying to keep you safe out there on the water. Talking about boating safety this morning. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me in. Thanks for the opportunity. Busy time of year for you guys. It is, yeah. Uh, as soon as uh, turkey season ends, then we jump right into fishing and boating, and that'll go on all summer, and then we'll change gears again to the fall when the different hunting seasons start. And some new laws going into effect. Yes, ma'am. July the 1st is when new laws take effect in the state of Tennessee. So beginning then, there will be a new law in regards to uh, wake surfing and wake boarding in particular. And to cut to the chase, I guess, so to speak, you cannot do those activities in a channel that is more narrow than 400 feet wide. And a lot of people have a hard time judging what does that look like. Yeah, no tape measure that long. <laughs> You're exactly right. So it is a little bit of a challenge, but most people know how wide a football field is. That's 300 feet. So add the end zones and a little bit more, and that's about a 400-foot channel. So that channel's narrow. You cannot do that activity in there because what you end up with is uh, what I call like is the bathtub effect. You know, the water is just bouncing back and forth off of the shoreline there and it's creating erosion and a really hazardous situation for other boaters so get out in big open water stay away uh, from narrow channels and on top of that you can't do it within 200 feet of any shoreline so once again get off the shoreline and and try to cut down on erosion uh, to to property because a lot more of those uh, wakeboard boats are showing up on the water they're designed with a bladder that makes them sit further back in the water and roll even an even bigger wave and that is for wake surfing which is where they actually surf on a way behind the boat. On top of that, you have to uh, wear your personal flotation device when you're doing any of those activities. And I think most people knew that, but wake surfing presented a little bit different scenario because you're not actually attached to the boat when you're surfing on that wave. So if you're wake surfing, you have to wear your life jacket now. And also, Matt, when it gets dark, are there any certain rules? I know you have to have certain lights on your boat, but any other rules, laws? Yes, you cannot tow at night. You can't tow anyone on skis, wakeboard, or anything like that. And you cannot wake surf at night either. So from sunset to sunrise, those activities are prohibited. And then just wait till the sunrise, and that's when the lake is the best anyway. You know, it would be. If you could get out there early and you got good open waters, it'd probably be a good time to get out and do those things. But a lot of people that do that stuff, they don't want to get out of bed that early to go do it. It's <laughs> right in the middle of the day in the afternoon. Right. And when you do get out on the lake, TWRA is going to keep you safe out there. And when should we expect to get pulled over by TWRA? We're looking for violations first and foremost. So we don't generally stop and board boats anymore just to do safety inspections. So uh, we're looking for a reason to stop your boat. And there are navigation rules. There are different crossing situations that you have to adhere to on the water. And most boaters don't know what those are. So I would suggest that you study a boating education class and and try to learn those so when you meet another boat, you know who's the stand-on and who's the giveaway vessel. But we'd be here all day for trying to explain that to people. So There are classes for that. <laughs> there, there are. And you, if you're born after January 1st, 1989, you have to have a boating education certificate now to operate a boat. And that's, that's several adult people now. You know, you see that was just a, a lot younger folks. But uh, gosh, how many? It's 30-something-year-olds, I guess, now that's that, that right. have to have it and younger. So, yeah, get boating educated. And then uh, we're looking for reckless or negligent operation. Mm-hmm. That would be if you know someone's being erratic in a congested area on their boat or people are sitting in places that they shouldn't be sitting, like up on the gunnel, which is the side of your boat. You can't sit there. You can't sit on the bow. 
You can't sit on the swim deck on the back while the boat is underway. Just any place where uh, an occupant is likely to fall overboard. Avoid those. You're going to get stopped if you have people sitting there. Your children, 12 and under, have to wear their personal flotation device while the boat mm-hmm. is underway. If your boat is drifting, it's considered underway. So if you drop an anchor, you pull up on the shoreline, you tie off to a buoy, and you're just um, you're, you're out there, but you're secure, they can take their life jackets on them. But if that boat is moving at all, they have to have them on. So you'll be sure to get attention from us if you have kids out there with no life jackets on. And uh, operating uh, at above a no-wake speed around a marina, because the law says 300 feet out from a commercial dock, whether it's marked or not, is a no-wake zone. Uh, Make sure your registration is displayed on both sides of the bow of your boat, and that is current. We're looking for that kind of thing. And and at night, uh, if you don't have any lights on your boat, you're definitely going to get stopped. That's a very dangerous situation, Uh, and you can't operate personal watercraft at night either, like the jet skis. So. That's just a few off the top of my head that you're guaranteed to draw attention from TWRA if you're going to do that. And you don't want to do that. You want to have a safe, fun summer for the entire family, your friends, whoever you boat with or enjoy your lake time with. Because unfortunate, uh, fatalities do happen on the lake. They do. And it's it's a tough subject, but on average, about 22 people die in Tennessee boating accidents every year. We saw as, as few as eight in uh, 2019. And in 2020, that number skyrocketed to 31 during COVID. Wow. I don't know how much you want to talk about the reason for that, we can. And why Why was that during COVID? Was it because more people, because I guess you could socially distance while you're out on the lake? You can, yeah. You know, there were no kids' ball games. You couldn't go to the mall. You couldn't go to concerts, all those things we like to do. So people um, started going out of doors and thankfully the governor kept the lakes open. You know, he could have shut down boat ramps and everything, but he thought that hunting and fishing and boating were essential activities and a great place to socially distance. And it is, you know, you're outside for one thing, but when you put that many more people on the waterways, it just creates a dangerous scenario because it's, it's just a law of numbers. The more boats that are out there, the more likely they are to collide. And we did see more collisions, unfortunately, and a lot of new people that never owned a boat before. You know, they had extra money from the government, you know, that year and went out and bought boats. And um, unfortunately, it just ended up with uh, 31 people dying. So uh, that's that's a huge number. And uh, we, we don't want to see that that trend continue. Unfortunately, we didn't. It, it dropped to 22 last year, I believe it was, or 21. But that still puts us right back on average of 22 fatalities per year. So your biggest advice? I probably sound like a broken record, but wearing a life jacket is going to be your best defense against dying in a boating accident because statistically speaking every year it never fails most people who die in boating accidents drown and most people up to 86 percent of those who drown aren't wearing a life jacket no we all get out there to unwind to relax and we don't want to have this extra um, device on us yeah really we're adults we're going to look like fools if we put on a life jacket that is the, the the mentality i guess you could say it's just like you know Buckling your seatbelt in your car, a lot of people think, eh, it's not going to happen to me, but it does. It happens to, like I said, around 22 people every year. So wearing that life jacket is, is like I said, going to be your best defense against dying in a boating accident and keeping people inside boats, number two. Most of the time an, an accident scenario happens is that person is ejected. They fall out of the boat. The boat capsizes. It sinks. Somehow they end up in the water unexpectedly. And, you, you know, you're not going to put on your life jacket once all that happens you know you could be knocked unconscious or anything so wear that pfd and uh, furthermore we do have inflatable ones now that will 
inflate themselves or even ones that you wear around your your waist. Remember the old belt yes, pack things? Yes, the belt's like for when you were skiing usually. Correct. And it's an inflatable, so you really don't know you have that on. And uh, it inflates, but you would have to be conscious to uh, to be able to, when it inflates, to put it over your head and, and so forth. But if you're not going to wear anything but that, I think that's uh, that's okay. It's at least you have something to keep you floating. Mm-hmm. And like we always hear about the the kids and the, those little arm wings aren't necessarily considered a safety device when it comes to kids in water. Great point. I appreciate you pointing that out. I mean, it's it's something to help them float, obviously. And using those on top of a Coast Guard approved life jacket, I think would be fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But they are not an approved personal flotation device for children. So anytime you buy a life jacket. Look at the placard on the inside. Make sure it says U.S. Coast Guard approved. Um, and people say, you know, what's the big deal? It has flotation in it. Why does that matter? But these life jackets are put through stringent tests to ensure that they will float a person of your size and of your dimensions because we're all different shapes and sizes these days, that it fits the intended wear. So look at that. Make sure it's approved. And because, you, I mean, your kids are your most valuable possession. I mean, who, who wants to lose a child in any scenario? And Furthermore, if we do stop you and we write you a ticket because your child doesn't have their life jacket on, you know, you're probably not going to be happy about that, and that's fine, but you would get over that. You would never get over losing your child because they weren't wearing their life jacket. If we do get cited, how much are fines these days? The wrong kind of safety devices or life jackets to BUIs? Yeah, that's a great question, and uh, you know, all of our violations are misdemeanors. And unless you caused a boating accident that killed or injured someone, could be felonies involved if you were impaired on top of that. But they're, they're misdemeanor charges, um, a simple citation. The fine isn't what costs you that much money. It's going to be 10 to 50 bucks, which isn't bad. But most court systems will still assess a court cost on top of that. And the more rural the county, the higher the court cost. So, you know, knocks or loud, and it's probably going to be less of a, a price on a citation, but if you get up into Granger and Union and, and Cock and Hancock and some of these other places where the, they're more rural, the court costs are more expensive. So at, to give you a general number, you're probably looking at you know $150 up to $300 in, in some places. So that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good pinch there. Yeah, especially with gas prices. You could use that money inside your boat in the gas tank. Absolutely. And these are preventable things, you know, by having your safety equipment on your boat, you know, one wearable life jacket for everybody on board. Make sure the kids are wearing those. Make sure nobody's riding in a place where they're likely to fall out of the boat. You're towing someone, have a life jacket on them, and, and keep a sober operator. You know, you, alcohol is allowed on the water if you're 21 years old or older. Um, but keep a sober operator and, and just follow a few simple safety rules, and you're not going to have any issues with it. You're probably not even going to get it stopped, and we'll wave at you and go on down the lake. So, yeah, do, do your part to uh, – to go home safe at the end of the day. We talked a lot about boats and skiing behind them, wakeboarding, surfing, but what about jet skis, Matt? Yeah, jet skis, uh, personal watercraft, I guess is the proper term, but there are so many different brands, sea whatever you want to call them, but the ones that you sit on top of that are smaller and that you steer like a, almost like a motorcycle or a four-wheeler as what we're talking about, and those are very popular with a younger crowd. They don't use as much gas. You can tow them behind a, a sedan. You don't have to have a big truck and they're really popular, but they are a very dangerous machine you know, just because they're very fast and maneuverable. Get a kid that's uh, 12 years old that passes their boating safety test. They can legally operate that jet ski that will go around 70 miles an hour from the factory. They can get behind the wheel of a of a yacht, which, you know, we really don't see that, but we do see them on these jet skis. And the parents turn them loose, and 
uh, don't give much thought to them, but they're they're very dangerous. And I just want to point out that most accidents um, involving personal watercraft involve operators ages 16 to 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, get boating educated and, and learn what you are and aren't allowed to do on those things. Matt, since we have some time here, what are some of the rules? Everyone on board a jet ski or personal watercraft has to wear their personal flotation device, regardless of age. In boats, 12 and under have to wear them. On a jet ski, everyone has to wear them. And the reason for that is is you're likely to fall off of that at some point while you're out there. So keep you floating, and hopefully um, you can get back on that thing. And they're not that easy to get back on either if you've never fell off one and tried to get back on it. And then on top of that, you have to wear a, a safety lanyard, or we would call it a kill switch mm-hmm. you know, here in the south. But when you fall off, it kills the power to that machine so that it doesn't keep on going without you. So those are two different rules than, than boats. And then you cannot operate those at night at all. And I'm so glad of that. And people say, why, you know, if, I, if we put lights on, why can't we drive them at night? But we have so many accidents on them in the daytime because they're going one direction, one second. And the next thing you know, they're turned, they're coming right back around and they're zipping and zagging and all that stuff. And uh, we end up with a lot of collisions between two of those that are riding together. So, um, yeah, just be, be extra cautious when you're operating those things, especially if you're going to turn your kids loose on them. Don't just, uh, set them, set them free on them, get on the back, show them how they operate. And, and furthermore, um, one thing I forgot to mention is, is you lose your ability to steer a jet ski when you let off the throttle because that jet of water is what steers it. First thing we're taught as kids, you know, riding a go-kart or a, um, a four-wheeler is to let off the gas, right, and hit the brakes. Well, you don't have brakes on boats for one thing. Right. You let off the gas on that jet ski. It's going to keep going the same direction it was going until you give it power again to turn it. So it's just a different animal altogether. You can get some tips and instructions at TWRA's website? You can, tnwildlife.org, and um, there, you can study boating safety online. You can do the whole course online, but you do have to go to a, an approved testing site to uh, to take the test and get your certification. Matt, we've already had a few serious accidents this year. So Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, We're just now coming up on the uh, unofficial kickoff to summer in the boating season, and we've already had 10 fatal incidents across the entire state. That's 10 too many, and, and we hope that's not going to you know, spell uh, doom and gloom for a, a very a very bad boating season. You know, if we don't have any more from this point forward, um, I would be uh, very encouraged and call that successful. But you know, the fact is, is we're probably going to have more. And I just want to cite a couple of examples of boating accidents that happened right here in your listening area. That if, if people weren't wearing their life jackets, there's no way they would have survived. And uh, one was up on Norris Lake. It's been a few weeks ago, but two men were operating personal watercraft near each other. I don't think there was any anything reckless going on, but Neither one of them were paying attention, and one ended up uh, crossing the path of the other one. They were both looking opposite directions, and the uh, the first personal watercraft struck the man's leg, the lower part of his leg, on the second one, and it just it destroyed this man's leg. I mean, that sounds morbid, but he ends up in the water, and fortunately, he had his life jacket on because he's probably not going to swim with his leg um, in the shape that it was in. Um, they were able to uh, to get a hold of him and. and drag him over to a private dock and got uh, life flighted out and everything. So it was uh, a happy ending, so to speak. I mean, unfortunately, he's lost his leg over it. But um, And, and another one happened on Douglas Lake um, up in Flat Creek, and two boats were uh, kind of the same scenario, going in the same direction, and one crossed over in front of the other one. These were small fishing boats. And the first boat ran over the second boat with two people um, inside it, and they were both ejected into the water, and it knocked one man unconscious. Well, you're not swimming if you're unconscious, right? Mm-mm. You don't float 
too well either. <laughs> you, you don't, you know. And and so he had his life jacket on, and, and fortunately um, it turned out to be minor injuries, even though he was knocked unconscious. So we should have two more fatal incidents, but the flotation devices uh, save those people's lives there. So they do work, and I just don't want people to suffer from the it-won't-happen-to-me mentality because I think we all have that, whether it be texting and driving, whether it be I'm not going to put my seatbelt on, just going down the road. I mean, it happens to us you know, all the time. So don't don't become a statistic. Keep yourself safe out there. I think we're boating knowledgeable, if that's the correct term to say now. Good. That's that's what we're looking for, safe and, and knowledgeable boaters. And uh, just, just thanks for the opportunity to come in and, and talk to your listeners and get out and enjoy Tennessee waters. Don't let me discourage you from doing that. And I hope I don't come across all negative. I just want people to be aware of the dangers that do exist out there because it's, uh, it's just a different world on the water. Thank you for being out there and keeping us safe. And I know you guys work some long hours, long days, weekends, holidays, especially all to keep us safe. I appreciate that. Uh, a lot of people will say, you know, you've got the perfect job. You get to ride around the lake all day. And, and, you know, there are worse things to do to make a living. I agree with you. But most of our officers are out there to make a difference. And it, it totally changes being on the lake whenever you are in a uniform and you're, you take your job seriously, wearing all that gear. It's not as fun as you might expect but yeah they put in long hours especially over holiday weekends you know when people are off work and recreating that's when our our folks are working so thanks for taking that into consideration and matt where can people go for more information yeah tnwildlife.org the letter t the letter n wildlife.org and everything in the world is, is on there just have to follow the links Again, special thanks to Matt Cameron, spokesperson for Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency.